Hello everyone, this is Songs from a Room, an intimate singer-songwriter showcase where I, Bob Palos, invite very talented artists to the podcast for a one-on-one. We'll learn a little about each artist, what inspires them, what brought them to play the music they play, and the moments that led them to write the songs they wrote. Then finally, to play me a song from a room. Adams? I just made a, you know, I just made a genre-specific song. Yeah, there you go. Based on the sound of the chords. That's actually something that I really want to start. I'm actually pretty good at making up songs on the spot. Oh, yeah. And I kind of want to, like, incorporate that into my performance. Like a singer-songwriter improv thing? Yeah. Because, like, as a music teacher, that's what I would do, and the kids loved it. Oh, yeah. At the end of class, if they were good, their reward would be they would give me two topics, and I would make a song about it. So, okay, so I'll, I'll, I guess we, I mean, I guess we started the podcast now. <laughs> yeah. Feels that way. Definitely. Uh, we should say, I, I, we're, this is uh, Songs from a Room. We're in my uh, living room with Benji Marks. Hi. Uh, yeah, and as he was explaining, he is, well, you're a musical therapist, right? So I'm training to be a music therapist, um, and I've been a musician for a long time and a music teacher. And the music therapy is um, something that I just started, so I just began the program. Okay, cool. But you've you've taught, so you taught music to kids, huh? And I've taught music to kids for a long time, and to adults, but mostly to kids. You would sit down with the kids, and you would. Uh... Well, no, it was like a reward. Like at the end of class, um, you know, I would say like, if you're good, you, c- I'll make up a song for you. <laughs> and they would. Um, they would raise their hands and they'd give me two topics. And so I'd come up with a song or like an infomercial or like a movie trailer that incorporated music and whatever they were. That's, that's a fun creative process. Yeah. And, uh, and they loved it. Yeah. What, what, what was like a typical, was there any reoccurring themes you'd No, see? I mean, you know, they're, they were like middle schoolers. So like obviously toilets. Oh yeah. Toilet, fart. To- to- about fart. And then the, the girls would be like, kitten and the guys would be like poop yeah yeah and they'd be like all right kitten poop here we come it's a lot of tired of that kitten poop smelling up your bathroom there's only one way to get rid of it you know that's yeah man that i think maybe there's a job in that or just writing commercials there that's what it was you know they don't really do that anymore for commercials yeah there's no jingles there there really aren't jingles in that way anymore yeah no. So it's usually just songs that won the Grammys that year. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just like stock songs from uh from like song libraries. Yeah. That you can just purchase, you know, like basic That's what's wrong with the world today. That's no what's more, wrong with the world. <laughs> no more jingles. I miss jingles. One eight hundred five eight eight two three hundred Empire. Boom. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know? Can we, I wonder if, is that, ah, whatever. <laughs> it's like, can we put that on the podcast? You know, um, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. I don't actually, I don't know that one. You don't leave the last S off for savings? Oh, no, I don't know. 1-800-Mattress? Mattress. I, you know, I think the problem with that is I never remembered how to spell mattress. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I can use any of that though. <laughs> are, are these all trademark things? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, well, if they come for me, they come for me. Yeah. Uh, so that's cool. You you talk kids, mm-hmm. and you're so now you're a new 
you go to school? I go to school in New Paltz. In New Paltz? SUNY New Paltz. And you're learning musical therapy. That's just music therapy. <laughs> musical therapy. I think musical therapy might be something different. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, so like part of the thing, part of the process of becoming a music therapist that they kind of drill into you is like, you have to differentiate yourself from people that just like play music therapeutically. Oh. They kind of like drill that into you because music therapy is kind of like, it's rather new. It's something that developed in the last, in like the 20th century, um, especially like the second half of the 20th century. And it's just like trying to gain legitimacy. You know, and it's just the what's the difference? So the difference between like playing like sounds of the ocean to like using music as therapy. So so in music therapy, you could be using music as therapy. That's mm -hmm. one thing. You know, the music itself could be the therapeutic process. Like, um, you know, if somebody if if there's a person with um, some sort of mental disability and they join an adult band to kind of help with feelings of isolation and depression you yeah. know that's that would be the music itself is the therapeutic tool whereas music within therapy would be like a person who um had a stroke and can't cross their midline well so like you use some sort of rhythm game with bells so they have to like hit a bell on with their left hand on their right side oh, and then yeah. their right hand on their left side you know and then they play a song like down don't and they have to like keep the rhythm um but so but the big thing is like music therapy is a very like specific and goal-oriented process whereas mm -hmm. musical therapy or, or mu therapeutic music which is just like you're a musician it's not that it's not helpful but it's just like it, that's more like a general sort of yeah you're a musician so you play piano in an old folks home and it makes them happy sort of thing okay it's yeah. not like you're dealing with a specific Goal. goal yeah okay. and you don't, you're also not seeing people in a therapeutic environment mm -hmm. like one-on-one -on -one doing that um it's like more it's like more skilled sessions or it's yeah it's like specific sessions yeah. part you know part of the music therapy is the relationship with the therapist just like in talk therapy so that becomes like you know part of the process interesting yeah but anyway Anyway, anyway, that's that's tangential. <laughs> Long tangent. No, that's awesome. Uh well that's great. Uh so I mean obviously you've been playing music longer. So yeah. Did you just fall into the ther therapy part or like you met some people that were doing it? Um the music therapy came from like a lengthy process of self-discovery, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um I moved to California after college, a year or two after college. And I wanted to work in like music production and engineering um, and recording. So I focused on that for a couple of years, like three years or so. And yeah. I started to get really burnt out on it. And I didn't, it felt isolating and like. So yeah, you weren't doing live stuff, just in. No, I was doing live stuff. Okay, yeah. Even the live stuff felt kind of isolating. And there was like an inconsistency of schedule and the money was inf was like inconsistent. You know, sometimes you'd have a lot of work. Sometimes you wouldn't have work. Or yeah. At least I did. Um, no, I've, I've heard that from other. My brother's also, like, he was in sound for a while. Really? Yeah, just, yeah, a lot of late hours. and uh, Late hours too. That wasn't good for me. Yeah. I got like very depressed because of my poor sleep schedule. Mm -hmm. um, and so I realized I wanted... I, so then I kind of just like stepped into teaching music and I ended up really, really liking it a lot. 
Um, and I also, and then I realized I just wanted to work with people in a music context on a deeper level. You know, like yeah. I want, I wanted to, I would see these kids and like, they'd be frustrated with their ukulele and, you know, I wanted to like sit them down and be like, you know, this is like a life lesson, you know, about yeah. getting frustrated with the challenge. You know, when did you first experience challenges and why, why are you feeling that? But of when course, your, your time's up. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and of course I also didn't have the authority or the training to like delve into that with people. Oh yeah. True. So that's not really appropriate for like a teacher to be doing that with a student. Yeah. But I saw that opportunity. And so I started researching music therapy more and it just, um, started to attract me more and more and, and then I just took a leap of faith and yeah. um here you are today and here I am today <laughs> that's, that, well, that's good <laughs> on man. songs from a room finding finding a way to make music pay you know that's, that's yeah that can be uh Gotta find a way to make music pay <laughs> and you can write a song about it <laughs> <laughs> so okay so how long have you been uh, you, you've been playing the guitar then you yeah so that started when i was like 12 okay because uh, my brother started playing guitar and a healthy dose of sibling rivalry mm -hmm. made me want to join in um and so i did and that's sort of how i started on guitar and then in college i was in the jazz program at bard oh nice and um did you meet steely dan I didn't. I did not meet Steely Dan. He actually dropped out of Bard. Oh, yeah? He never finished Bard. That makes sense. Same thing with the Beastie Boys. Yeah. So at Bard, I realized nobody really needed a jazz guitarist. Yeah. In any of, and like they were never looking for jazz guitarists in any of the like There's ensembles. Oh, he's like three more ready to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I decided to switch to, to bass. Um, and so I started studying bass and I got an upright bass and doing that and um, also taking some piano lessons. And so I kind of became more of like a multi-instrumentalist, jack of all trades, master yeah. of none. No, that's great. Yeah. I mean, the bass is, uh, it's good to, le to learn the groundwork. Yeah. And uh, now I'm taking drum lessons. I'm back day. in school taking drum lessons. Boom. You can do it all now. And so I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> at a certain point I was like, look, I don't want to become like a concert bassist. I like playing a lot of different instruments. So yeah. I'm just going to like accept that about myself. And I tried the upright bass, I think too young. Because mm. I did it too for jazz band, but like when I was like a teenager, yeah, and I just didn't have the forearms for it. <laughs> I never, it's a, it's never a, picked it up again. It's a demanding instrument. Dude, it is. Well, especially when you're like four foot, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like trying to. Were you trying to play like a full sized one? Uh, yeah, yeah. They had one in the, the, the like. Oh my god. They kept in the closet. It was yeah. Like, no, I'll, I'll just stick to the electric. Yeah, that's a. That's that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot for a kid. I don't even play a full sized one. I play a through a. Three quarter size. And yeah, like I mean, pretty big for me. You can get these like new electric uprights that just look like a stick. Right. Yeah. So jazz band. Yeah. Do you yeah. do you do you feel uh, jazz has touched your style today, or is it somewhat? I yeah. mean, you know, I never really wanted to become like a jazz musician per se. Um, I more saw it as like a, um, you know, music as a language, mm -hmm. and jazz was like just a complex it was like a complex way to understand how music worked basically yeah you know? i see that like i i didn't necessarily want to become a jazz player and i still don't really want to become a jazz player but it's good to know the rules yeah it's good good to know how things work you yeah. know and like i also wish i took more classical theory um and composition so i could have a better understanding of how things work from that end yeah i guess uh, uh, more harmonies and well that's just 
you know, it's different ways of thinking about it, mm-hmm. of thinking about the same things. You know, they both have their they both have their like orientations. So, well, yeah, jazz also like well, more, the more complex stuff is more influenced by classical than. Yeah, I mean, to to a degree, for sure. Um, I'm thinking more in terms of like long form composition. Yeah, you know, like like that is really amazing stuff. Um, and long form composition, like a son- writing a sonata or like a string quartet, mm-hmm. you know, um, is really amazing and something I wish I kind of spent more time working on well it's never too late man pick up a good book pick up a good book it's <laughs> never too late you're right yeah i'll get into that at some point yeah i mean i try you know i mean i remember making myself get into jazz <laughs> or you know there's that time when you realize it's more like you, you decide you want it more than it wants you <laughs> like you know <laughs> yeah uh but i've tried that with classical a couple of times but it never doesn't sync as well i think mm. it's i just love that swing you know you love that swing <laughs> i gotta it kinda, don't mean a thing <laughs> Thank think God, that swing. swing. Yeah. Instead of talking about your style, we should let's listen to a, a song and you sure. can tell us about it. Yeah, sure. So this is a song, Heart Deer. Heart, comma, deer. Heart, comma, deer. Heart, deer. Um, and I'm going to be releasing it in January. Oh, okay. On uh, all. All the platforms. All major streaming services. As like a part of an EP or a single? Just a single, actually. Okay, cool. That's what I can handle right now. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like, I mean, you know, in this day and age, I think with the internet and everything, singles, you can put them out faster and yeah, they hold weight. Yeah. Yeah. I also just don't have the budget or the time for like a full length (laughs) EP right now. Well, let's listen to it. Heart Deer. Heart Deer. There was a fire deep in my heart And I was a liar to think I could keep us apart There was a curtain between you and I Now I'm unburdened when I see your grace passing by Here is my heart, dear Let me be quite clear Wrap it in safety Soft like a baby Let me be worthy Holy and dirty Spinning and turning Laughing I come to you To you Something was changing But what could it be? With you I'm unlearning all the things that I thought I should be And open my mouth wide, the spirit comes in And I've stopped pretending I know the place to begin Here is my heart, dear 
Let me be quite clear, rapid in safety, soft like a baby, and let me be worthy, holy and dirty, spinning and turning, laughing I come to you, to Soft like a baby And let me be worthy Holy and dirty Spinning and turning Laughing I come to you To Melody was soft like a baby. <laughs> Thanks, man. Sure. So that you said it's coming out in January, so you probably wrote it pretty recently. No. <laughs> oh no. No, I actually wrote it like, um, you know, I guess I started it like two years ago, two and a half years ago. Okay, so uh, well, yeah, so you it, you started it two years ago, but um, I mean, there were a lot of permutations of that song, um. I mean, started off just like as a song I played on guitar, and then I went on a tour in 2017, and I kind of worked it out with this trio. And then when I brought it into the studio in 2018, um, did it just become a different song? It became sort of a different song. The form changed a bit, mm-hmm. um, and I finished recording it like last month. And that's it. Locked and loaded. This is what it'll be. Well, that's what it'll sound like on the (laughs) online. Yeah. I I think I've kind of realized like um, that when I perform live, my songs won't necessarily sound like the recording. Uh, I think that's healthy. But I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I perform a lot on guitar, but the song doesn't even have a guitar in it. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't be interesting to hear it. So that comes out. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear a sneak peek? <laughs> Maybe later. Maybe later. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, this will probably be out in January. It was this is you know for the new year, mm-hmm. waiting for t- the holidays to roll by. Sure. When uh when is this coming out? I want to like make sure I do a campaign to like push it out. Yeah. And just like you know email blogs and tell friends to pre-order it on Spotify and everything. So to, is there a thirty-first of January? 
I think so. Whatever the last day of January is, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Yep, January so, 31st. So then, I, yeah, so I just want to give myself a little um, wiggle yeah. room after the holidays, and I can submit it to Spotify. And, push it out. And try and push it out for like four weeks. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, two years, huh? Mm-hmm. Meddling with it or just... Yeah, meddling and tinkering and changing things up. Do uh does that do you find that with a lot of your songs it takes you a while to to feel like it's ready to record or? Um, I actually find like recording it as part of the writing process. Okay, yeah. Honestly, not till you're sitting down in front of the computer kind of thing. Yeah, like there are a lot of like most of my songs will change once I start trying to record them, and I yeah. think it makes it makes them better. Well, yeah, because then you're adding all the pieces together. You're adding all the pieces, and then you can sort of like see what works well and mm-hmm. what doesn't. You know, play it back and. Play it back and cut stuff out. And, yeah. You Put know, change sections. Yeah. It's a romantic song, right? Mm-hmm. It's a romantic song. But um, it's actually, it's sort of like a, um, I was kind of writing it at this time when I was kind of wanting to be co- to get closer to like spiritual community and mm-hmm. specifically like Jewish community, uh, which is something I grew up in and didn't really... And then sort of drifted away from after college, yeah. Um, and or even in college, and I sort of wanted to reconnect with that kind of spirituality, and so I kind of wrote this song, sort of like inspired by like Psalms, you know, which are like King David's yeah. sort of like sensual love poems to, well, some scholars say another man, but I never heard that one. Oh uh, no. No, uh, but it's also like to God, you know, but it's like, the it's man. not just like God is, you are great and overbearing and whatever. It's like your lips are like two velvet <laughs> oh, cushions God. and rivers flow from your eyes and you're, the form of your face is like radiance to my heart. You know, it's like very wow. sensual stuff. The man loved God, I guess. He loved God and God loved him. And his six pack abs. Six pack abs. <laughs> yeah. The way the sweat dribbles off. The swig. The sweat glistening <laughs> on his forehead. God. God. So anyway, um so this was sort of like a you're right. you're a right. version of that. Yeah, I mean I think. that's a I mean that's a lot of music comes from, you know, especially the the older the farther back you go. It's people trying to write music for God. Yeah. yeah. But it, this isn't so much like music for God, like he carries me on his shoulders. <laughs> no, but you, you know. know. But uh, it's sort of like, I guess it's like God or the universe or whatever you want to call it well, in yeah. like a, um, in an intimate, vulnerable way yeah. where like you're, you, you kind of like, want to give your heart to something yeah you know uh-huh. but it's hard to trust it yeah you know and it's like you want to feel closer to something but you don't want to feel closer you don't want to be make yourself vulnerable yeah at the same time i feel like that's what uh yeah that's where all psalms are all psalms are uh, a lot of songs a lot of songs, you know? Yeah. And uh, even like, you know, Leonard Cohen wrote, he wrote songs that were almost, that yeah. were psalms. Yeah, a lot of his stuff was psalms and, and, you know, incorporated themes of God. But I mean, it's, it could also be, this song could very easily also be about like a person. Yeah. I mean, that's what I um, thought it was at first. Yeah. I mean, and it sometimes it is. Yeah. You know? Well, the song for me is more about the feeling mm-hmm. of 
it's more about that experience than about like the person. Hmm. The ex- it's about that experience of really sincerely wanting to give your heart to something or an idea mm-hmm. or a person or whatever it is, but knowing that holding it in your outstretched hand means somebody can come along and crush it. You know? Whoa. Yeah. So... And still sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but crush it in a sexy way. But in a sexy way. Sensually. It's still a sensual song. Yeah. I mean, it felt sensual. It is sensual. It definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. I do hear some of that, I do hear some of that jazz influence a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's the seventh chord. Yeah. <laughs> That's... So I always, I, I'm a sucker for a seventh. What can I say? Everybody, some people describe my songs as jazzy, and I'm like, I'm never exactly sure what they mean. But I guess it just means I'm not using like straight up triads. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call it jazz because I feel like it had more. Uh, uh, the the rhythm wasn't as much jazz as it was uh, uh, rhythm and blues. Oh yeah, which, I can see that. They're all you know very close at hand. Yeah, they 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 are they're related. Yeah, for sure. So you took two years of playing that song, but do you yeah. like? Uh, I forget. Did I ask you if there's other songs that that take as long? Or yeah, you... there are other songs that take as long. Uh, um, oh, you just mentioned today. You said you wrote a song today. Oh yeah, I, st- I mean, I, so I was helping a friend install an interior window mm-hmm. in their loft for one of their rooms, and um, we were taking a break, and this song just started. This melody just started coming into my head, and I started tinkering on the piano and, and kind of just like started getting a, a rough form yeah um and then boom and then boom i got in the beginning of another song and then yeah see where that goes and is you think it'll take another two years or no maybe I mean, who knows <laughs> i mean typically though do you think how long does it usually take you to turn one around well you know it really depends like there are different stages there's like the song being um there's the song being written and ready for performance on stage, and then there's the song that you take into the studio. And then, then c'est la vie. Yeah, it and, becomes what it. Uh, it yeah, yeah, it becomes whatever it becomes. But uh, it's you know having a song. I've performed songs that weren't finished. Yeah, you know, and I sort of just like find a way to finish them, and the, or like later on I add a part to them. So you know, who's to say which one is the ready prepared one or which one is finally written oh yeah forget you heard it (laughs) (laughs) exactly that wasn't it it. that wasn't the song that wasn't it uh yeah do you have any uh so i'm trying to like lead into another song i still know uh any any songs that came to you quickly there are some songs that came to me quickly um I guess more specifically, do you uh, have an idea of another song you'd mm-hmm. want to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This song actually did come to me rather quickly. Perfect. Look uh, at that. <laughs> it came to me, I think I wrote it in like three days. Okay. You wrote, so uh, the, the, you wrote the song in three days? It actually started off just as like a poem. And then, um, and then the poem I wrote previously, but then I just sort of like turned the poem into this song. So you had like half of it the poem written yeah i i had like a maybe a verse and a half mm-hmm. and then i sort of just finished the next verse and added a chorus but that poem sort of became the basis of this of this song so this song is called glacier 
glaciers, and we are floating apart. You who fade into the distance. Away, 'cause I was too young. I couldn't handle the distance, and you, what is gone when it's so. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. So that one also felt a little spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, totally. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Uh, well, so is it about the environment or? 
Um, so is it, is it bigger? <laughs> it's um, it could be about the environment. I mean, you feel that. I mean, mm-hmm. appreciation from Mother Earth, but, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I think with the, with that song, it's about the environment and that it finds beauty in metaphors of nature. Yeah. Um, you know, nature is like the caregiver kind of mother you know, our mother earth you know? our mother earth and um it's um it's crying it's a cry yeah yeah it's a cry of a loss yeah oh, okay yeah you feel definitely sorrowful yeah it's definitely it's got some sorrow in it and so you you said it started as a poem yeah just called it was just uh glacier um i don't know i just liked so i mean what was happening in my life was the end of a romantic relationship mm. and uh it felt like we were two glaciers f- floating apart sort of like um you know caught in forces yeah. not in our control that dr- made us drift away from one another was she an older woman she was okay why cuz you were too young Oh yeah, I was too young. Yeah, just a foolish boy. Like, like, aren't we all? Yeah. Although uh, we could have both been too young. Yeah, I. You know, it doesn't matter for but, it to be. Uh, for it to work. You could have been the same age. She would have been. You would have been too young. Ah, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. But she wasn't. She was an older woman. Okay. Not much older, like six years. Well, it's really beautiful. Thanks. Um. So she was your water. She was my water at that time. Yeah. Is that song out on anything? That is probably going to be coming out. There are a couple of songs that I want to release sort of like as a trilogy. Okay. There's the first song I did, Glacier, and this other song called Lights Down Low. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other two, so Lights Down Low and Glacier will probably be the next two songs I release. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I look forward. Spotify. It'll be on everything. Bandcamp, all this stuff. Yeah, all that stuff iTunes. iTunes. Do you have uh, stuff out there now for the... Yeah, I have stuff on Spotify. Um, and I have like, an, you know, I have all the legitimate artist page stuff. Yeah, you got all, um, on all the platforms. Yeah, Benji Marks Music on Instagram and awesome all that stuff. All right, well, we'll keep listening. Uh, Please do. Yeah, and if I'm ever up in New Paltz, we knock out another episode. I'd love that. I love that. All right, yeah, thanks for being on this, Benji. Uh, thank you. Yeah. And uh, thank you, listeners. And that's it. Goodbye, everybody. Take care. Awesome. Thanks for listening. This was Songs from a Room. Thank you to Ben Shapiro for providing all the theme music. Any inquiries, just email us at songsfromaroompodcast at gmail.com. Stay tuned, dialed up, and downloaded for the next episode. Bye.